Welcome back to Kelly and Company. Romeo Muthan, Kelly McDonald, host of the show. And, you know, of course, the, the students and, and yourself, Romeo, mentioned Gord Downey and the effect that the late Gord Downey had, especially on the topic, especially residential mm-hmm. schools, Indigenous communities. And with the sincerity, with what these um, students took away, uh, you know, you sit back and, and you always think, because I look, did I hear anything like this when I was their age? And yeah. I always felt, oh, oh, Canada, we've been such a good little country. And mm-hmm. we were very quick to blame, oh, well, look at that stuff that's happening here, there. How could they ever do that in their history? They must be so embarrassed of that. And as of, we've heard some of the apologies over the years and now what's going on with our Indigenous communities and the apologies that have to go out, that they're deserving, that can't change history as we learn and you know, we we kind of climb off the perch that Canada has sat on. And uh, yes, we've been very lucky. We have a very privileged life. We we have so much to offer to everyone that's come to this country, everyone who has built this country. Um, and, and I think that that recognition and, and being able to say that, being able to acknowledge that. But when you hear it from young people who are saying, sorry, guys, just sorry, this is so awful. Yeah. Um, and I know myself, I must have been in a very privileged position of, and I think I knew enough about current events and things that were going on and history. It's just never being told those things. Yeah. And I think, stop. wow. The sentiment behind this conversation for me is that, you know, you, you learn, there's still the shock factor of, I can't believe that this is our history, yeah. but there's no denial, dismissal. Uh, it, it's just, you know, understanding, apologizing and working extremely hard to make sure that this doesn't continue happening. And and hearing that from, as you said, the younger um, generations is so refreshing and so honest. And and also I want to shout out the Walk for Winjack in general as an uh, event, as uh, something that so many communities are taking on. I, I've participated myself a couple of years and it's just really, really incredible. I think of it as um, our Terry Fox runs, you know, something that just becomes so Canadian to do to continuously and annually recognize this huge initiative um, to support a cause, right? Yeah. Well, and as the students, and we've had people say this on the show, I've heard it said about other things, especially when we talk around Remembrance uh, Day days, and people say, lest we forget, right? We we don't Mm -hmm. wish to forget the the yeah. mistakes made that have caused conflicts or that have caused such abuse to to communities to people in our world to one another and uh, you know we we do always have to keep that in mind so that we don't forget because then we're destined to repeat. Let's welcome in Jeff Thompson, ladies and gentlemen, as we switch gears and talk a little woodwork. Hello, Jeffrey. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing up there in Canada? Well, weather's still really nice. Some people right now could come to my area and be fooled and say, no, hold on, where's all this snow? It's never like that here on November 1st. <laughs> At least it arrives around the 4th or the 5th. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but it's been uh, very good. Very good, sir. Um, 
you have an interesting topic for us today. And and I always think about lumber yards when I was a kid, and I always loved going near them, going in with my dad to look at stuff uh, when he was picking up for projects. I loved the smell of it. I loved helping and acting like I knew about wood and picking out things with him. So we're talking about the benefits of finding that local lumber yard, and of course the we'll get into the impact of that uh, driver. Uh, I guess some people that drive or slash, you know, slash drill, as you want to call it. Let's start, though. Other than product, what's a lumberyard have to offer us? Oh, there's so many services that they have there. And all the workers there, they're all smart. I mean, they've been working. They've taken these from a tree down to something that you'll buy. And just the knowledge that you have, all the mach- that they have, all the machines that they got. And you really don't see this up front. But... They do this work behind the scenes, and usually you just go in and you pick your lumber, you load her up, and you haul it home. But the lumber yard has a lot of tools there, and if you get to know the guys, you can find out a little bit more. Hmm. So there's a, a lot going on at a lumber yard. What have you found through Lumber Yard Connections? Well, I get tips from them, first of all. <laughs> what, yeah. one of, you know... They're knowledgeable, and they're not all the salespeople up front. If you're in the backyard, you know, the lumber yard, backyard, if you're in the lumber yard, um, you can talk to the guy, ask him about the wood and stuff, and there's they have a lot of, like, planing. Planing is something that you can do, but it, it takes a big machine. Sanding is okay if you're talking about a certain amount of it, um, but they have the stuff there that is huge machines. They do thousands and thousands of feet of this stuff. And if you ever have a little project there, just keep in mind that they do this stuff. And if you want to make it more specific, you can get it the way you want it. My sister just had me put some tongue and groove and we came to the short wall and only like 25 and 30 inches on each side of the door, but the door stuck out only so far, but the wood was thicker. So we're bringing it down there and they're going to plane it down and sand the, the good side down to a half inch from three quarters of an inch. I mean, that's doesn't sound like much, but that means the trim can go on there and you won't even know it. And it's just one of those small little things that you can do. You can also do um, special cuts, anything like that. And the other thing is you have carpenters going in there and cabinet makers. Cabinet makers like all their wood to be the same, so they can stockpile it up and build a cabinet here and there, and it'll match in the kitchen, no matter which wood they grab. Well, sometimes they go, ah, oh, this piece ain't that good. They call them seconds, and the okay. lumberyard kind yeah. of, sh- yeah, they sort them out, and you can get them for like half price. If the color's just a little bit different, and you're making a unique little product, that's kind of cool. You know, it's neat. You know, some of those seconds are really neat pieces. Yeah, and um, and a lot of people want them, especially, uh, you know, if you're newer to it, if you're making, if you make mistakes too, Jeff, or that doing that one-off product where it doesn't matter. Maybe you're just simply making a wooden box at home for someone or, or whatever, and you don't, it doesn't matter as long as it suits the space you're putting it in. Those seconds are vital. Oh, yeah, especially when you get one of those seconds, you... Um, might have a rough edge. One edge is rough. Mm-hmm. Well, you get to cut that off. So you get to practice squaring off your piece if you need that piece and then cutting your pieces down. And you didn't pay X amount. You paid half that or you sometimes even less. You know, you just pick out the pieces you want. But these are the guys that work there that'll show you 
where they keep the seconds. Be, believe me, if they're cutting up all that stuff for the, the professionals out there, they got some stuff that they don't want and might be just the right stuff for you at half the price. And and I'm going to say this, and I certainly, I'm probably going to say it the wrong way. You, as that person puttering around in his shop, creating stuff, stuff doing some projects, you're not likely to be spending a quarter of the money that these guys going out, the cabinet makers, the professionals out there doing stuff. So they're going to obviously cater to the to that business end of the stick. But in the meanwhile, hey, man, we appreciate you coming in here. So this is the price we're giving this stuff so, so that you keep coming back, that this is a benefit to you. I, I'm sure there's a lot of method to that as well. Oh, yeah. You get to know the guys and stuff, and pretty soon they see you as that guy that picked up all those seconds of the – um, Alaskan yellow cedar, <laughs> right. you know, and, and it's go, they'll go, Hey, Joe, no, it's Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> but you know, you, you, they start to recognize something about you. I go in, I'm the blind guy. So th- they come right up to me like, Hey, you know, what you looking for today or something of that nature. I don't go in there a lot, but when I do, it's neat to go into those areas where, you know, you're going to run into the guys and and stuff. And, you know, it, it's really cool. I, I, I think it's a, a resource that all of us, you know, if you're going to tinker like that, know that it's there. You don't have to go pick off the prime soft off the shelf, but they, they do have some seconds that are around and they do have some oddity stuff. They have some like weathered stuff I found out and I went to found this out, but the guy had some time and started walking around. And he goes, if you like outdoor stuff, some weathered stuff, that barn would look. He says, we got that, we got that, you know, it, it just opens up the window of opportunity for you to select some stuff. You know, people are always saying, you got to get some oak, got to get some maple, got to get this. Well, sometimes these surprises that you find that they mm. have there are really unique stuff, like yeah, for a little yeah. bench. And they, they show such a, make such a different, unique look to whatever project, like you say, a bench or something you're working on. Are a lot of these advertised services, I mean... You know, like you said, the knowledge alone that these folks offer. Right? No. It's kind of one of those things that they walk by the stuff every day. They know it. They expect you, you know, they probably are expecting to see people coming in with a half a semi-truck ready to fill up or something. Um, Now, we're really talking about the lumberyard with the mills in them, too, where they're cutting up wood and doing stuff. So when when you... run into these guys and find out this stuff. I didn't know that I could they have these things called the time saver sander. Say you make a a door and a door is hard to sand down smooth, especially if it's a six panel door. Well, you can slide this through a time saver one time, an entire door one time through it sands one side, they flip it over, they sand the other side and they're done. I mean, that's a that's a lot of surface area. So this that's another another service that they have. But the guy just told me, he says, yeah, if you ever need to use the time saver, just let us know. You know, it's all about, they got downtime. They got money to be, there's money to be made. If I, if it costs me $35 to plane down or sand down six boards by them. Wow. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of like you get to utilize the services or get to know the services and then utilize them as you continue to become a known face or so. But how about DIY, doing it yourself? Is that like you've talked about a lot of DIY, obviously, this is the woodworking segment. But do you feel like that's the goal of woodworking or, you know, why why still consider these other options? 
Well, sometimes it's time and, and money yourself. I mean, I made two six panel doors. I didn't know about this service. Next six panel door I make, I'm scheduling my time. I'm going to bring it down there and let them run it through and I'll be back in an hour and moving forward. It took me a week before I was happy with what I was doing. And it's not the, not, it wasn't any better, any worse, but it's just the, the, it's the right name for that machine, the time saver and, you know, stuff like that. Um, the other thing is if you're, if you got a mill down, if you do get a job where someone wants a thousand of these or something like that, sometimes it's easier to say, Hey, you know, they mill, 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 they mill trim down there and stuff. I know a guy that made these, they call them the certain type of tables that don't take one screw. They all lock together like uh, Lincoln logs in a sense. And he just had to make thousands of lengths of the stock from there. He cut the lengths down and did the rest of the work to him. But he, instead of him ordering planks right. and then spending all the time down. So there is some benefits to letting them do part of the work for you. You know, like people like to customize cars, but they don't build it from the ground up. That's right. Exactly. And <laughs> you still order parts that have been made and so on. Yeah. And that's about what it's like. Um, do you want to talk a little bit before we run out of time about the impact drill um, and some say, call it a driver? Yeah. It's really neat tool. I mean, we all have our drills and stuff when we use them like that. But then all of a sudden you got want to go, oh, I got a leg bolt. I can use this. But, you know, if you're going to put some leg bolts in, those are big, long screws and stuff. It, it takes a while to get them in by hand and stuff. But these impact ones are designed to that. And it's just like, you know, that sound that and it, you're done. You know, right. it just does the trick and you don't wear out your other tools. Some of your tools are good tools, but when you go to the extreme to use them for something else, you can put some wear on them. So these impact things, if you're putting in sheet metal screws for like a gutter around a house, just zip, 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 you're, you're just down the line doing it and you're saving the wear and tear on your other tools that have a specific thing. So it's just an extra tool to help in the process of doing something, making it a little bit easier and not ruining some other tools. I mean, I'm curious to know, like, how people can balance between all these different things, uh, you know, continue to learn new and continue to know that these are challenges that, that you want to take on, um, but also say, yeah, but I don't want to spend all this time just <laughs> sanding or whatever, and then continue um, on. Do you want to get to the impact drill uh, driver, anything else on that? You know, they do make impact drill drivers that are hammers, like taking off lug nuts. That's not what I'm talking about. Those come with a socket end on them. I'm talking about the kind that you can put just a little bit in there that might have a screwdriver tip, or you can put a socket bit in there and do some work with it. And they're not that expensive, but they, they're just a time saver. And once you get them set up right, they, they do it. It's experience after a while. I wouldn't say go out and get one as your only thing. Go get a drill driver. That's perfectly good, you know, but as you go on and you start doing more projects, you'll start to, you know, the horizons will, you'll see stuff out there and you'll go, huh, and start asking questions. Ask those guys at the lumber yard. They probably yeah. know all the answers. And know when you could use something or not, whether you're using it for lug nuts on a car or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Because yep. of that torque value on that, right? 
the right tool for the right job, right? Yeah. And it's nice when you have stuff, if you have the money to get it and pick it up, but not really nice if you really don't have a use or you go by three years and say, geez, I, I never really use this. It just gets in the way when I'm moving stuff around. Well, the thing about those impact drivers and even your drill driver, the battery operated one, it's the battery that costs you the money. So if you are going to be looking for one, make sure you check out how many batteries come with it. If a battery comes with it, because that's where they'll get you. They'll see you coming because Mm -hmm. those things aren't cheap. (laughs) And they know, oh, sure, you need this one. That's why, again, it's nice to know the people you're dealing with at the hardware store or, like you say, the lumberyard. Jeff, wonderful stuff. Thanks, pal. Thanks. You guys have a good one. Yeah, we'll talk to you next month when we visit. We'll cover fencing, plumb lines, and setting posts, folks, with uh, Jeff as we talk woodworking on the first Tuesday of the month with Jeff Thompson right here on Kelly and Company. Well, folks, we're going to stand by here for a couple of minutes, and when we return, we've got for you what's coming up on uh, Now with Dave Brown, their program on at 9 a.m. At, uh, in the morning over on AMI-tv. We'll tell you a little bit about our show for tomorrow and look back on today right after this.